Thoughts Comics Now. This issue of the Sunspots Comics Podcast is brought to you by the Nightshade Comics title Blood and Dust, Glenny Family Values, issue number one, volume two. This is the second volume in the series. It comes out October 1st on Kickstarter. You gotta go grab Blood and Dust, volume one. It's a six-issue miniseries about one man's fight to protect not only his vampire family and their secret, but a man who is protecting an entire town against an evil that is almost identical to the spirit that possesses him. Blood and Dust is created and written by Michael R. Martin and Adam J. Orndorff. Art by Tone Rodriguez, beautiful stuff. Colors by Raymond Lee. Check out Blood and Dust on Facebook.com slash Blood and Dust Comic. Twitter, at Blood and Dust. And you can buy Volume 1 and so much more on their website, nightshadecomics.storemby.com. We'll also be giving away an autographed copy of Blood and Dust Volume 1 right here on a future Sunspots Comics podcast, so stay tuned for details on that. But thank you again to Nightshade Comics, titled Blood and Dust. I'm going to need some more cowbell. <laughs> you are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number one, two, four, covering the new comic books that came out that I read on New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, September 13th. And this particular podcast always double taps the undead. I am your comic book loving host, Chris Latori. Thank you so much for joining us right here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I hope that you're doing fine and that your loved ones are doing fine as well. Here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast, we're using 1,034 years of comic book reading experience. Presented in my own little unique, positive, twisted little way, I recommend, review, and discuss my favorite picks of the best new comic books that came out this week. Please tell a nerd-loved one and someone that you know to never miss any issues of the Sunspots Comics Podcast by simply subscribing to us and just following along on the train that is the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube, all at one place, easy to find, at Sunspots Comics. And two very fast thank yous. Thank you to Nick Papa George, who is always doing our theme song. I love it. Please follow this amazing musician, his band Solution, at Facebook.com slash Nicholas Dell Music for all of his stuff. Thank you also to my son, Justin Jables Latori. If you haven't heard, he's got a brand new spinoff, his own podcast called The Sunspots Scene. And it's Jables, his friend Moises, and Matt. How y'all doing, fellas? And they're all about movies and TV shows of all genres, not just comic books. So if you're into that kind of stuff, you don't have to do anything. If you're listening to this podcast, it's already on the feed. Check out Sunspot Scene. By the way, I'm actually a guest on episode three, along with my stepson, Fernando, at the very end where Justin talks to us and does kind of a little game about if you could be on any superhero team... What would it be and why? So tons of laughs, tons of fun. Check out Sunspot Scene on the feed. Please subscribe on his Instagram, at Sunspot Scene, and at Just Sunspots. Check it out. It's good stuff. He even does our blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com. So thank you, Jables. And right now, it's free comic book time. Yes, it's been a little while, I know, but I've got one for you, and it's a doozy. It's a good one. I have a free digital copy of Amazing Spider-Man 32, written by Dan Slott and art by one of my favorite artists of all time, Greg Smallwood, and covers by the masterclass artist Alex Ross. This issue is about the strange mystical sojourn of Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin. He's trying to eradicate these weird nanites that Spider-Man gave to him, injected into his blood, that suppress the Goblin Serum. So he ultimately wants to become Green Goblin again, he wants to get his powers back. Will he get them? Or is he go- going to become something a little more mystical? 
Well, you gotta read it to find out. All you have to do to win this free comic book is just be the first person to grab this digital code that I'm about to read. Go to marvel.com slash redeem, punch it in, type it in, and see if you won. It's that easy. So here you go. This is the digital comic book for Amazing Spider-Man issue number 32. Here you go. Listen closely. It is F is in Frank, C is in Charlie, M is in Mary, L is in Lima, W is in Whiskey, I is in Indigo, X is in X-Ray, L is in Larry, C is in Charlie, U is in Under, 5, C is in Charlie. So there you go. This code expires September 1st, 2018. So be the first person to grab it. All you gotta do is write that code down and go to marvel.com slash redeem. Amazing Spider-Man 32 is a seriously high-ranking pick this week, which I'll discuss briefly on the countdown. So good luck, and I hope you enjoy a little something from me as just a thank you for listening to the podcast. So free comic book, grab it. So let's get into the Sunspots Comics podcast issue number 124, starting out with some stuff floating around in my nerd brain. Yes. The first nugget of nerd that's lodged deeply inside of me is I would like to pay my respects to the passing of a comic book icon, Len Wein. So we all heard the news, he just passed away recently. Not only did he co-create Wolverine and Swamp Thing, he was the editor-in-chief at Marvel Comics and Disney Comics for a time. And also on the feed, on Sunspots Comics, before I forget, issue number 19, there is an interview with Len Wein and myself. Just a short little interview. I got to meet him at the Long Beach Comic Con September 13th, 2015, so just about two years ago. By the way, quick shout out to Uncle Rotten at Uncle underscore Rotten. He's a podcast listener, and I met him that day, and I had a little chit-chat interview with him, so I wanted to say hello, and also, again, thank you, Uncle Rotten, for listening to the podcast and being a fan. We appreciate it, but I hope all is well, Uncle Rotten. Just a little quick shout out. But one hilarious thing that I remember is I was walking the show floor with my son, Jables, and we saw Len shopping in a toy booth and i went oh hey there's there's len ween and justin's like oh who's that i'm like that's the creator of wolverine and swamp thing he co-created it and he's also just a godfather of comics he had his hands in everything from marvel and dc and in his hand he actually had the dc comics essential swamp thing toy and i just said look justin he's got his own creation a toy in his hand i mean how I was just just nerd giddy at that moment <laughs> that he created Swamp Thing. He's got the toy in his hand. I mean, there he is. I'm like, let's go over to his booth and see if we'll get lucky and be able to interview Len Wein. And we did. I waited in a little bit of a line, but there he was. He was super friendly, super warm. He just shakes your hand, looks you in the eye. He's we, He passed way too young. I mean, he is just a master class writer. Even, I just loved even reading his very most recent uh, Swamp Thing run, that ran from January to June, I think it was, of 2016, called "Don't The Dead Don't Sleep. It was fantastic. I highly recommend it. It's wonderful that he got to, you know, visit and write the character that he created one last time before his passing. So do yourself some, some justice here. Go visit and hit Len Wein's work and grab that last run of Swamp Thing. Like I said, it's called uh, The Dead Don't Sleep. It was so well done. It was just wonderful. And just, I'm so glad that he got to do Swamp Thing one last time. But... Len really helped develop a ton of great storytelling in the Marvel and DC universe that will really stand the test of time. Len was, I mean, he was a key figure in making comic books what they are today. So thank you. A heartfelt thank you, Len, and rest in peace. And our condolences to all of your loved one and family. That is Len Wein. Paying respects to a master. And the next thing on my nerd brain is this Tuesday, September 19th, Wonder Woman is released on Blu-ray and 4K, and and I tell you, this is a buy for me. I can't give it 
I, I can only give it my highest of recommendations. I'm super excited to buy the, particularly the Best Buy combo. They've got a $27 deal. You get the 3D Blu-ray. I still have a 3D television, so I love it. The regular Blu-ray, the digital copy, and some Best Buy exclusive bonuses. They have a, a never-before-seen bonus scene, so I, I want to see what that is. I kind of looked on the internet. I didn't see anything in that regard. And they also come with four collectible little trading cards, like Wonder Woman trading cards. So it's a buy. It's worth it. Don't rip it. Don't steal it. Buy it. It's very much worth your money. So I'm super excited. I've already ordered it on Best Buy, so I hope to get it Tuesday or Wednesday of next week and watch Wonder Woman again. Such a phenomenal movie. Next thing on my nerd brain is the Image Plus Volume 2. Issue number one just came out and it's new and improved. They're stating it's in a flashier kind of way that it's more awesome than it already was, so it's extra awesome. I mean, I read the whole thing and they've definitely stepped it up a couple of notches. So Image Plus Magazine. The first thing that uh, I just want to point out some of the highlights, the Image Eye, which is a cool little thing to kind of show what's going on with Image Comics events in sort of a timeline-like of way. Very cool, so that's always in there at the very beginning. A major highlight for me was the interview of the Walking Dead Brain Trust, Robert Kirkman, and also Charlie Adler. He was just named in the UK the Laureate, if I'm saying that correctly. He's basically like an ambassador to comics, so very interesting comic book. Uh, a very interesting little uh, you know, award to be given, or I guess it's going to be his title and his job for a little while. So very cool that Charlie Adler was named the UK Laureate. Another highlight was uh, in this article about Richard Starkings and his comic book called Elephant Men. And that sadly it's coming to a series end very soon. I've collected Elephant Men here and there over the years. I've had some great conversations with Richard Starkings at, at Comic-Cons. He's a great man and very just pleasant, very just joyous and happy individual to be around for a little while. His his laugh is infectious. Richard Starkings is a just one of those comic book legends that's been around for a long time and he's stuck with Elephant Men and he's ending it forever. It's this strange little science fiction anthropomorphic tale, very much like a social commentary as well to modern day, but it is coming to an ending and it's a very interesting little article there about some of his plans to end his series forever. That is Elephant Man. Gosh, it's been running, I want to say, for 20 plus years. It's been around forever. Another spotlight uh, is a local comic book shop in Somerville, Mass. So if you're in that area, go and visit this store. It's a woman-owned local comic book shop. They've got a lot of fun, just tons of fun stuff going on besides just selling a giant mountain of comic books. So I love that Image Plus Magazine spotlights a local comic book shop. So check out Somerville, Mass, uh, their comic book shop. Very, very cool, so you'll see that in there. Another major highlight is Eclipse comic book writer Zach Kaplan, who I've actually interviewed twice right here on the Sunspots Comics podcast. Just check out the feed for myself and Zach's fun interviews. They're super cool. He was so nice to give me some of his time. Uh, along with artist, by the way, Andrea Moody of Rebels. They're teaming together, which I love Andrea Moody's art. It's gorgeous. They're teaming together for a brand new image comic book that's set to come out in November called Port of Earth. I've already read the four pages that they show in Image Plus Magazine, and I am completely hooked. This premise is that Earth is building this landing, kind of refueling port for aliens to welcome them-ish to our planet to be part of a bigger part of the galactic community. So I love the premise. I love uh, Zach Kaplan's writing from Eclipse and Andrea uh, Moody's art from Rebels. So great team. Images just picked a, a really fantastic team there. So check that out in November. And again, it's called, uh, it's the Port of Earth from Image Titles, coming in November. 
The last feature that I want to mention quickly is image of, in Image Plus Magazine Volume 2 is The Walking Dead Negan short stories are over. They've ended that. They're putting it in a hardbound collection series, probably a paperback eventually as well. But they've replaced these little mini issuettes at the very back end of every Image Plus Magazine with some writing from the Batman writer Scott Snyder in his Witches series. It's called Bad egg so if you love witches you're gonna love this chapter one is at the end it's a twisted little haunting tale about witches beautiful beautiful art by jock if you've seen jock's work you'll know it's the best of the best it's beautiful it's amazing check it out so they're gonna be these little featurettes little issuettes at the end of every image plus magazine and this one will be about witches by scott snyder so check it out uh, jock's art is stupendous it's just nuts oh and the last thing too before i close up uh, what's an image plus is at the very, very last page, they actually give you a little order form slash checklist, and it really finishes the magazine off in a really classy way. It's just this perforated edge little tear out that you can just fill it out and hand it to your local comic book shop, or just keep as a checklist so you know exactly which image comics you want to get. So, so much packed in there. It's only $2. Get Image Plus Magazine. It's completely, completely worth your time. And the last thing on my nerd brain is that I'm actually writing a comic book called Zombie Destroyers. Yeah, I just put out a potential title uh, look on Instagram, and it's a comic book that I'm writing, coloring, and lettering called Zombie Destroyers. My friend Jordan Hudson is doing his beautiful art. Check out his art on Instagram at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. His art is just inspiring. Thank you, Jordan, for doing the art on Zombie Destroyers. We just posted sample pages of the cover and issues one through four on sunspotscomics.com, so just go there, click on it, check it out. It's Zombie Destroyers, my comic book. Huge thank you again to Mr. Sean Hudson, uh, Jordan's dad, who actually cosplayed at Rose City Comic Con as Bruce, one of the primary characters in my comic. It was absolutely a dream come true. Go and look at the page of Bruce, uh, written by me, drawn by Jordan Hudson, and then worn by his dad, Sean. Check it out at Sunspots Comics. And Sean's pictures of him dressed up as Bruce from my comic, Zombie Destroyers, is on uh, on Instagram, spykanar, S-P-Y-K-N-A-R. So check it out. Just a couple of pictures. It's not like a million things. But I was just so humbled and blessed and pleased to see that someone dressed up as a character I created that did cosplay at a Comic-Con, and a major one, it was Rose City Comic-Con. So thank you all to everyone involved there, Jordan and Sean, I really appreciate it. And just a quick update of Zombie Destroyers as to where we are. Uh, Jordan's still penciling page 25 and 26. I fine-tuned it, and I'm actually ending it a little sooner than I imagined at page 28. So that's going to be the end of issue number one, and there's a great little cliffhanger going into issue number two. And I'm also just making a little announcement right here about Zombie Destroyers. I'm adding a bonus page at the end of every single issue. Right now, I have just chiseled out issues one through six, and which I want to, you know, of course, sell in single issue and also in collection. But at the end of every issue, I'm going to be doing a bonus page, and at the at the end of every one, that is going to be this little single page, creepy, kind of weird, wacky, and fun autobiographical true stories of myself, my life from my childhood. So I hope they're funny, I hope they're weird, I hope they're odd, and I hope you enjoy them. So just a little bonus kicker for reading my comic book, Zombie Destroyers. So don't forget to check it out. We hope to, uh, to sell it at the end of this year, out there everywhere. And of course, it'll be on Sunspots Comics for sale. And again, check out the pages we've posted of sample pages of Zombie Destroyers, the cover, and pages one through four on sunspots.com slash zombie destroyers.
And one quick uh, listener email. I've got uh, someone that wrote in that I've been, I'm a little behind on the emails, but I wanted to start. This one was written a, l- a little ways back, so sorry. I've just wanted to definitely get focused and, and listen and talk about all the listener emails. But thank you to everyone that's written in. This one is from Nicole. And Nicole actually wrote in. I just have to just gush over myself and what she wrote, but it's just lovely and it really warmed my heart. I just wanted to to tell you how big of a fan I have become listening to your podcast. The thing that really sells me on it is how positive you are about everything. I personally do not have a pull list. What? But me and my twin sister, upon your recommendation, are now going to be reading a few like Saga and Harrow County. Even my twin received a Saga comic as a gift and absolutely loved it. This is our new favorite, and we appreciate the recommendation. Thanks for your podcast. I'll be replying to your email very soon, Nicole. Thank you so much. That's the end of it. I'll be replying to your email very soon to get your address so I can mail you and your sister issues uh, 43 of Saga and some single issues of Harrow County that I'm pulling out and maybe even a couple of bonuses. So thank you so much for writing in. Thank you for the kind words. It always fuels my giant nerd heart and it really just powers me to continue on the quest that is Sunspots Comics. So thank you, Nicole. We appreciate you writing in and I will be mailing you and your sister some comic book thank you goodies very, very soon. So thank you so much. And next... A mention of our spotlight uh, spotlighting segment of our podcast. And spotlighting, we actually have a guest coming up very soon, Michael R. Martin, who is our uh, who sponsored this pod, this particular podcast. Uh, either in issue number one twenty five or one twenty six, I'm going to have Michael R. Martin, the creator of Blood and Dust, uh, leading to his Blood and Dust Volume Two released in October first on Kickstarter. So that's coming up very soon. But ultimately, uh, spotlighting is if you yourself or you know someone that's a comic book creator that's either doing it or struggling to get into comics. We want to shine some Sunspots Comics love and support to those struggling creators like myself and do what we can to help get their comic books out there and for listeners to go and find it and help them and buy it. So if you are a writer, an artist, a colorist, a letterer, it doesn't matter, you're just trying to get in or you're in comics, send me a link of your review work to chris at sunspotscomics.com. Write to my email or of course hit me up on all the social media at Sunspots Comics. So I want to definitely do my part, have a nice little nerdy chit chat with you and help people find your stuff because... Uh, it's hard to get your comic book stuff out there, I know. So uh, that's our little segment called Spotlighting. So now, on to my favorite part of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations, where I pick my favorite, the best new comic books that came out Wednesday, September 13th. And just light, semi-spoilerish alert. But really, have no fear, I really just harness my powers of persuasion I'm going to excitedly talk to you and inspire you to buy these comics without spoiling them. I never discuss the last few pages, I leave those alone completely, and I only cover just a few of the tasty nuggets and interesting points that makes up a comic book, but just in case, light, semi-spoiler, kinda, alert, but no worries. Also, to see everything, to recap it all, in case you've missed stuff, and you just forgot to hop on the train that is Sunspots Comics, (laughs) just go to sunspotscomics.com. You can see everything there. Updated my playlist just recently, my pull list. I'm down to 107 titles. I've been trimming it down a little bit. So I'm I'm trying to be a little more strict on what I consider the great of the greatest. I'm always doing that. You can also click on Top Comic Books of the Week to see all of my past picks from, from May of... 2015. I update it every week. I compact it. I simplify it. It's a nice little easy breezy website, sunspotscomics.com. Just check it out from time to time to see what, what, what's going on in the train, this fast moving bullet train in Japan that is Sunspots Comics podcast. And this week's artist winner is uh, a doozy. It's one of my favorites. 
It's Greg Smallwood for his beautiful art on Amazing Spider-Man 32, which, like I said, I'm giving out for free. Just rewind, go back to the beginning of the podcast, listen to that code, go download it and go get it. But beautiful, gorgeous art. And it's the cover artist winner as well. Alex Ross did the cover art. But let me talk about Greg Smallwood's art really fast. His, like, sandy, you have to see it, coloring style and art style is just so warm and appealing to the eyes. The way that he emotes all the facial features is just truly breathtaking. I mean, his art is so clean and precise and his attention to light source. Also, his unique sort of camera angles or from where you're, the viewpoints, if you will, adds this lovely comic book experience every time that he draws. It's just gorgeous. I can't gush over it enough. Greg Smallwood, easily the artist winner this week. Go check out his work on Moon Knight. And I hope he stays on with Amazing Spider-Man because it fits and pairs so perfectly. It's gorgeous. And the cover on it, by the way, the cover artist winner this week is from Alex Ross on Amazing Spider-Man 32. Uh, by the way, you can find Greg Smallwood at Savage Smallwood on everything. And Alex Ross, the Alex Ross on everything, at the Alex Ross. Alex Ross's cover is just gorgeous. It just, I'm, I'm speechless with it. The Green Goblin has this maniacal look in his eyes. It's very dark and ominous. I love the just the kind of Mayan mask style that he's going with. It's a nice little twist on the classic Green Goblin iconic mask. So I'm really super excited about that. It's just very hyper detailed, very memorable. It's something you, I think, let's bring on the posters. Let's bring on the coffee mugs. Let's bring on everything. The arts, I just need to buy pages of it. I can't believe that he's, I think he's done, Alex Ross has done all 32 covers of Amazing Spider-Man. So very, very collectible, everyone. Very collectible. Alex Ross doing covers of Amazing Spider-Man. So lovely. Another one, he's won Cover Artist of the Week, I think, out of 32 issues, probably five or, or ten times. And Greg Smallwood is continually a artist winner. Uh, if you look back at the past or listen to past podcasts, Greg Smallwood's all over it. He just littered his hands, his fingerprints are, are all over. He's been in the cookie jar many times. <laughs> so, Greg Smallwood, master artist. Lovely, lovely. And the breakdown. This week, I actually read 15 comic books and 8 of them. Yes, made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's over the preferred 50%. It's been a while, but it was an amazing, phenomenal week of comic books. So, I was glad to see that so many of them, out of my 15, 8 of them, made it to the Great Ones picks list. And we're about to go over that here in a second. New number ones. There were actually three new number ones this week, but they didn't cut it. Zero of them made it to the Great Ones list, so sorry, number ones. Step it up a notch. <laughs> but let's get into it now. So here we go. These are my top comic book recommendations. There are eight of them. This is my Great Ones list of comic books. They came out New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, September 13th, as I said. I consider these to be the greatest of the Great Ones. I really read them a lot. I just, just pained over them. I went through certain pages and sequences to really see how they looked and see if I felt it emotionally. So I really spent a lot of time lovingly reading these comics and to recommend the best of the best to you. So here we go. On to the countdown. Coming in at number eight is Shadows of the Grave. Issue number eight of eight from Dark Horse Comics. This is from Richard Corbin. He does the writing, he does the art. It's spooky, it's creepy, it's just a ton of fun. You want to read this in the dark with a sh like a spotlight on you with some sort of spooky Halloween-y kind of music or horror movie soundtracks. Oh, pairs so well with this, but Richard Corbin has this strange little art style. He's always drawing women like kind of semi-nude but very, very old. It's kind of weird <laughs> and <laughs> the way he draws women, but that you, you get past that quickly because he just has this amazing attention to light. He really has a handle on what's spooky. I would say that if I were to pick an overall theme of this, it's that greed will kill you. <laughs> so don't be greedy. 
But I love this. They always have four or five, sometimes even six or seven, little small, mini little stories in this, little sort of horror haunting stories that all have this twisted edge to them. The first one is probably my favorite here, which is of this woman that this black widow kind of woman that kills her husbands and she buries them but then the, the sort of they rise they resurrect from the grave and these undead sort of zombie ex-husbands that are chasing this woman around and it's just it's spooky it's horror it's fun you gotta check out shadows of the grave from richard corbin i'm not sure i've been i kind of scoured to see when he's gonna do it again he's been in the business for a long time he takes some seriously long breaks between work so we may not see richard corbin stuff for a while but he has this very sort of um, European style. It's just very unique and different. Great facial features. He knows how to do horror. He, he knows how to draw things in the dark and make it look spooky and ominous. But uh, if, if great for like like coming up this Halloween. I would say this is this and Harrow County are one of the, one of the, these are the the two Halloween recommendations I'm going to give to you right now. Shadows on the Grave in Harrow County. But anyway, just a lot of fun, spooky, frightening. <laughs> so that's my number eight. Number seven is Star Wars from Marvel Comics, issue number 36. This is written by Jason Aaron. This is uh, art by Salvador La Roca. It was nice to see Salvador La Roca reel in the photo reference art a little. Uh, he does this thing where he sort of takes a snapshot of Luke from Star Wars Episode Four and just kind of lightly colors it. But he kind of departed from that a little bit because... And it fits, per it fits actually very well because this is a story of R2-D2 kicking some serious ass. He... Murder Death kills about 25 different stormtroopers in this. Maybe more. <laughs> but this really just puts a, jar, a, a large exclamation point on that R2-D2 is a key figure in holding together the Rebel Alliance and, and keeping the, the, Rebel, the Rebel forces together in their fight against the Empire. So this is just this nice little one-shot not related to anything. I don't think they're going to continue with this. Of just a sort of in-between issue of R2-D2 murdering people. <laughs> so if you like that, you're going to love this. You do get a little glimpse into that Scar Squadron. So they're coming back. That's that elite Stormtrooper group that one of them carries a lightsaber. A green lightsaber even. And it's Luke trying to get back to R2-D2. But R2-D2 not really needing him. He's taking care of himself here. But absolute ton of fun. If you want to see R2-D2 murder a ton of people... You're going to love Star Wars 36, so get it. It's action-packed, it's fun, quick and easy read. Art was, again, Salvador La Roca, but getting better and away from some of that too much uh, photo-referencing kind of style. But Star Wars 36, grab it. It's been so fantastic. And coming in number six from Marvel Comics as well is The Defenders, issue number five. This is written by Brian Michael Bendis, art from David Marquez. I mean, runner-up for Art Winner of the Week. His art is gorgeous, and you've got to see it, but... I wish the, the the Netflix series was as good as this comic book. Yes, I've said it. I've completely enjoyed this more than I have, the Netflix series, The Defenders. I wish they had taken more of what's in this comic and stuck it in the Netflix show. But this is just a ton of action. They, it, Brian Michael Bendis has an absolute perfect handle on how to highlight and show each character in a very shared way that's also just a lot of fun and kick-assy feel to it. I just love it. So... Danny Rand is in the hospital. He just sort of had his back broken, but luckily with his Iron Fist powers, he is healing rather quickly. He's in the night nurse's compound, which he tells her that he's going to just buy the building. He does a very Bruce Wayne-y kind of thing here, yes, and saying, you know, night nurse, we practically live here sometimes in your nurse compound when you're healing us. 
I just bought it and put it in your name, so enjoy. And she was very, you know, very complimented by that. And there was a nice little warm moment, actually, between them. And then you got the Punisher, who is who is actually held prisoner. And what do they do? They stick Diamondback and the Punisher together in the same transport vehicle to prison. Yeah, not a smart thing to do, because ultimately he escapes. So Diamondback is back on the loose. The team has to regroup. Diamondback is powered up. I mean, he's definitely like a level 8 of 10 here powered being in the street level villains if you will not necessarily the omega powered or galactic level of marvel but he's a badass i mean he's keeping up uh, and giving the entire team of four plus punisher 4.5 of the defenders giving him a very rough time i mean he even has to fight punisher here and uh diamondback quickly puts his thing down yeah and moves on <laughs> so oh by the way there's a lovely sequence of black cat jumping through the city of new york with the silhouette of the of the of the buildings behind her it's something gorgeous that you just kind of stop and pause and go wow that's just gorgeous art with her just descending from a building and the cool sort of slanted camera angle very much batman 66 ish and the moon in the background and the silhouetting of the buildings gorgeous stuff i almost wanted that to be a full page splash it should have been it was just uh 50 of the panel real estate was given to it it should have been given a lot more but gorgeous black cat descending and you just have to see that. You'll pause for a second and go, wow, this is just awesome. But man, what a surprise. What a shocker. What happens between Diamondback and Black Cat? I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to look at it. But, and what a cliffhanger going into issue six, which I think feels like it's going to be sort of an, an arc wrap up here. But we'll see what happens. I'm sure this is just a miniseries. But grab the Defenders. Go look at it. I would probably watch the Netflix show first, then read this, because you'll be like, oh, wow, that's, you know, it's kind of a nice progression from okay to good to better and best when, you, when you're actually reading the comic. But great stuff, The Defenders, issue number five. Go check it out. But coming in at number five is uh, from Dark Horse Comics, Harrow County, issue number 25. This is written by Colin Bunn, Cullen Bunn, and art by Tyler Crook. One of the best in the biz, so... 25 is a landmark issue here. This is, there's a, this is a meaty issue. A lot is going on here. It's sort of setting up a, a new story arc as to the rex resurrection of Cammy, uh, who is back. And there is an opening page here where Cammy's corpse is deep within the earth under this tree, holding on to that evil witch that was killed in Harrow County many years ago that ultimately they believe she is birthed from the essence of this evil witch, which I've, I've kind of forgot her name, but I know it'll pop up in my head. But they show her come to life and dig through the dirt to rise to the surface to resurrect. And I felt claustrophobic by this. I felt like a little disturbed by this because she's like claustrophobic and you see it in her eyes. So lovingly written, uh, beautifully drawn by Tyler Crook. And uh, it's claustrophobia. It's scary. It's intense. And you see it in her face that she is clawing to resurrect and, and breach the surface of the dirt to to have her first breath it's it's frightening stuff but we have the two best friends here that are kind of, of pitted against each other but they're ultimately sort of feeling that they you know that they have to sort of team up which is great because you don't want to see you know you don't want to see the best friends emmy and uh, gosh her, her best friends escaping me but you don't want to see them fight and luckily they're sort of coming around to knowing that they have to team up here against uh, the, against Cammy, who was resurrecting from the grave, and what Cammy does uh, impersonating uh, is just is it's horrifying. What she does impersonating impersonating Emmy throughout Harrow County, uh, that was enough to just be horrifying. And 
Also, just sort of a game changer as to who is affected by this in the town. I don't want to spoil it. As you can tell, I'm speaking very cryptically, but this is the the building of the, the good guys and bad guys here. The building of their army to ultimately come to this fight where they're going to fight again. And even that strange being that lives deep in the forest, the Malachi, I want to say is his name, is coming back into play here. And they have to talk to him and get some advice. And what he does here is surprising. So, gosh, you got to read Harrow County. Like I said, it's my number one horror comic book. My favorite horror comic book of all time, period. It's it's multi-Eisner winning. It's beautiful art. It's that that watercolor painting style with beautiful, beautiful, fantastic Rockwellian, uh, nostalgic, you know, Americana-like art in this. It is gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Get Harrow County, issue 25. Oh, and read the story at the very back. Don't miss it. I wrote a note here to mention it so I don't forget. It is this haunting sort of, maybe true story shared from someone i don't want to ruin it that uh, is about this about puppies and bees and what in this little backwoods town it's kind of a haunting interesting one-page story don't forget to read the back matter here in the back of every issue of harrow county it's always these spooky stories that are shared or even little single page little sort of stories that do lead back into some some little minor things happening like a like an end scene in a marvel movie at the end of harrow county so go all the way through it if you're reading digitally you might miss some of that stuff so i definitely recommend it at least in single issues if you have to in trade collection but uh harrow county get it lovingly beautiful horrifying stuff and coming in at number four is Rose, issue number six. This is from Image Comics. This is written by Meredith Finch and beautiful art by Ig Guara. And I tell you, this particular comic is filled with hope and filled with this feeling of innocence. I just love it that Rose, she's not sort of, you know, a tormented character that's been run through the mill and is down on her luck. She still very much clings on to hope and still very much clings on to her innocence and naivete. But you just, it's refreshing and you just sort of love that. But it's in this, this sort of Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones kind of world where this Queen Drusilla is doing everything in her power to eliminate all of the individuals that are, that have the magic sort of ability. The sorcerers that have white hair, like our main character Rose. And they've come after Rose's family. They've, they've killed people in her family. They are, there is an army, sort of an armada continually chasing them everywhere they go. They're just trying to stay alive and live their lives and gather their own sort of people, you know, in that have a likability that that are people of, of of common feelings. That Drusilla murdering everyone that she meets, especially all of these sorcerers, is wrong. And so they're trying to find these like-minded people in these small little towns of just farmers and and people that are just you know simple townsfolk. So it's very much the the little guy versus the big guy here. It's a David Goliath kind of story set in sword and sorcery, etc. But this is a this has a major character sort of incident here that goes down. I don't want to say who it is or what it is, but you got to see it for that. It's a little heartbreaking. But for me, the the sort of scene that really sort of got me is when there is this this knight that was dispatched to kill Rose, and she fails, and she's sort of coming into her own power with her companion, this cat K H A T, a talking sort of thunder cat that was with her. And uh, not Thundercat, but like the, the He-Man cat that He-Man rode is what it reminds me of. And he sort of recognizes power and she sort of tells him that she forgives him and that you're, you're safe now here with us. And 
you know, I promise that no one will hurt you and, you know, be one of us and, and sort of kneel and bow, not necessarily shouldn't say it that like that, but, you know, be with us and we will take care of you and you will be one of us. And Kat is very leery of this, but Rose is just going to go out on a limb here and, and say, you know, I'm, I'm just not this evil person. Follow us if you wish to, you know, believe in me. I'm just trying to do what's right in this world. And this night sort of, sort of bends the knee and it's it's a heartwarming moment that I really loved. Great writing, Meredith Finch. You paired it well with, with beautiful art by Ig and just the timing and the pacing of it and I just felt the emotion of it. So it was really nice to see this this hard-edged knight, you know, take a knee to innocence and to have some faith and some hope in the character that is Rose. It was just inspiring. Beautiful stuff. So check out Rose. It's action-packed. Heck of a cliffhanger at the end. Oh my gosh. And I love the sort of character they've they've introduce and that's having a little bigger part in this he's this sort of goliath giant of a man that's very that wants to protect all the children so he just can't help but love him he's like a hodor in this <laughs> simpleton uh that of asian descent just just like sumo wrestler man that is trying to save the children of these little towns that queen drusilla just keeps destroying and keeps killing townspeople but uh, there is an incident here like i said with a major character so you got to see it and i can tell you who it is but go get Rose, issue number six. Like I said, filled with hope and innocence. It's just lovely. And here we go now, breaking into the top three. So these are the three best. So here we go now into the top three. Coming in at number three from DC Comics is Flash, issue number 30. And a brand new villain is introduced, which it says right on the cover. <laughs> Introducing the macabre murderer called Bloodwork. And this is, of course, by Joshua Williamson. And new artist, uh, Neil Googe, or Googie, I don't know how to say it, Googe, I'm so sorry. But I love his art. I am uh, really just happy that he's on art now. It, Flash was kind of getting marked down on the ranking and had a couple of thumbs, thumbs down for me in the last few issues. But man, huge thumbs up with the new art team, and I hope Neil Googe stays on. I know he's an artist that takes a lot of time and doesn't doesn't typically typically do a lot of long runs, but I hope he stays here for a while, Neil. Just hang hang here with Flash, because it's amazing. But this is the building of a new villain, which you don't see very often in DC or in the way that they're very good. So if you want to see a well-built villain, one that he actually is closely under the family of Barry Allen, where he works in the forensics crime lab with him. He's a blood specialist. He's like a the quirky, um, scrawny Dexter, <laughs> if you will, that has a code and is ultimately is a bad guy. But he is a, a born with a blood disorder and he tried to heal himself. And because he works in the forensics lab and he gets a lot of the... Um, he works in the morgue part of it. He gets even... Uh, people of uh, you know that have special abilities and he's uh, drawn their blood and so from a mixture of drawing bloods from potentially superpowered villains and people etc he developed a cocktail that he's given himself and it did heal his his blood disorder but with of course ultimate ultimate side effects some major villainous side effects here so also I love that Bruce Allen is still still dealing with his him being sort of infected by the negative speed force they've introduced the negative speed force um, after his tussle with Reverse Flash, so a little bit more of what that's about and how it's affecting him and how he doesn't have his powers in his same way. He doesn't heal as quickly as he used to. He has these sort of negative moments of just just vile negativity that he throws at the people in his staff in, in, the, in the forensics lab. 
and then quickly realizes like what's wrong with me like he's having these anger issues and he's normally a pretty happy-go-lucky character so they're twisting and turning Barry Allen a bit based on his infection to the negative speed force here so yeah and then they really show this this well-paced uh, nicely built origin of blood work and uh, it's very collectible it feels so right it has almost in some scenes this very kind of um this chew like feeling from it the comic book chew and the artist that did chew it has that look and feel in a way but in a sort of semi-cartoony way but but then also very hyper realistic facial emotions neil googe is a is a master he does this great thing with flashbacks too that there's blood on the ground, and as the blood sort of pours down the page, he lovingly draws art in between that. You have to see this single-page splash with the blood and the flashbacks and the sort of graying out to show that it's the past, again, of the building of this very interesting villain, which I hope sticks around and I hope gives Flash a hard time because his powers are blood-related. And I don't want to spoil all of it so you can see this cool visual, but check out Flash. It's great. Jump on here. I hope Neil Googe hangs on. Googie. Hang in there, bud. Please stay with us. Your art is gorgeous. But like I said, grab Flash 30. Brand new villain introduced. Very collectible. First time you'll ever see this villain. So go get Flash 30. Good stuff. If you're even a light fan of Flash, get this. It's just the whole package. Emotional. And it uh, introduced a new bad guy. And there's a great fight scene in this. And a super duper fantastic little cliffhanger at the end. So get Flash 30. And coming in number two is from Aftershocks Comics. Boy, one and two were fantastic. It's uh, from Aftershocks, Aftershocks Comics, and it's Baby Teeth. Baby Teeth issue number four from Aftershock. And this is from, written by Donnie Cates. He's the co-creator co and writer. Art by Gary Brown. Um, man, some fantastic art here. Very dark. Very much in this, just every page is sort of black background, so it has a very dark feeling to it and I I was just refreshed by it. it it actually the art on this from Gary uh Brown seems to be getting better and better like it issue number one was 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 good and then it just seems to get a little better and better and better to issue number four where I think this is the best art of this series by him so far but this is the action-packed winner I mean this is some hell baby hijinks right here <laughs> that's what this is about this little this little omen this little Damien this little demon baby is born that needs blood to survive and this young 16-year-old girl is having a super-duper hard time with this. And, and really, it's about this father-daughter relationship. She has this very open conversation with him, which is very refreshing in comics. She's like, I'm going to tell my dad everything. From a 16-year-old perspective, right? You don't normally see that when you have characters built that are 16. They want to actually talk to their parents. But her dad is this, is a, is a an airline pilot, you know, ex-marine, uh, Green Beret, I think. Because he even has a tussle here at very, by this, this badass action hit woman. You gotta see it. But anyway, the loving scene between father and daughter when she just pours his heart out, her heart out to her dad. And that dad, I have this, this hell baby. <laughs> and dad drinks blood. And uh, dad, our sister, who has serious anger issues and is just as Sadie is like this murdered killer person who's just born angry. I love how they, when, when comics do that. And single note, design of a character, yes, but she's still fun to watch Sadie, there, uh, the sister. Um, but, man, uh, where it goes from here is just, in a blink, this this issue is done. It is so action-packed, so fast-paced. You go from this loving conversation uh, with, you know, uh, with, with father and daughter to where they go to where the, the other daughter is and how she's trying to help her sister. And I love the family unit. That's what it really is about. How, how is this 
tight family unit that's definitely you know has their 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 issues their problems they're not a perfect little family every every family has their problems but they're they're tight and they're loyal to each other and they're honest with each other and that's the refreshing part of baby teeth when they have a hell baby to deal with <laughs> like and this assassination group that's coming after them is ultimately designed to kill these little antichrists um and they don't want them to they don't know what this baby's all about yet but i mean when it was born there was like a 6.0 or 7.0 earthquake that hit when the baby was born so yeah what do you do there's that conflict of there it's set in this real world setting so what are they going to do you think like oh just you know maybe the easy solution would be to give the baby away or or whatnot they they're they're trying to give the baby some love here and figure things out in their own messed up kind of you know dysfunctional way but yeah this hit this hit group uh, this hit woman group is coming after them there's this fantastic fight scene and then boom it's over it's that fast it's so action-packed it's so fun and I think the best of the four so far, and it's been a top pick before. Go look, Baby Teeth is doing really well. But man, I am enjoying this. I can't wait to see where it goes. I don't want it to end. What's going to happen? Also, the way they're telling the story with this, the woman being way in the future telling this story to her child. So we know the two of them live. But man, Baby Teeth, super action-packed, super good. And like I said, man, that, that hit woman scene, the fight scene, with dad mr green beret top-notch stuff just so well angled and paced and the way the action's done almost perfect good stuff but the number one here we go the numero uno the one that beat them all the best of the best this week and i almost baby teeth were and number two and this were tied but the number one is from marvel comics amazing spider-man issue 32 yeah cheer for it written by dan slot art by greg smallwood who is our our artist winner of the week and cover by Alex Ross, who's our cover artist winner of the week. I love when that happens. It's the number one, it's the best cover and the best art all together, wrapped up into one nice, beautiful little package. But this is kind of like a Doctor Strange story in like the like how the Green Goblin Norman Osborn is on this quest to heal himself. As as Doctor Strange uh, damaged his hands, Green Goblin here has these nanites in him, uh, given to him by the by Spider-Man that that basically fight the goblin serum that it just uh it dilutes it 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 negates it it attacks whenever he injects goblin serum into himself these spider nanites kill the formula so he's desperately trying to return to madness he is is making the choice here at first he's very sort of on the fence with it maybe he doesn't want to do this but it's what makes him unique it what makes him special it what brings his sort of intelligence level he knows up to an out of this world scale and so he's really trying here um sort of modern standard ways of medicine here and going to people to he's just going to see the doctor and psychiatrist and acupuncturist and none of this works kind of a very like i said very doctor strange like story so he's then quickly like in this snow-like mountainesque area, very much, uh, I think it is the very same uh, temple and people that that helped the Doctor Strange character. And you see Master Hawk, Master Ox, and Master Snake, and there are these Buddhist monks on top of this snowy mountain that take Mr. Norman Osborn in and trying to put him through some trials and some tests to see if he's worthy of the Emerald Oracle of Ikon. And what the the powers that it imbues. So, I don't want to tell you much more because it's this great little epic adventure story of 
Norman Osborn on this quest, this, this, like I said, this mystical, magical sojourn to redeem his powers and become the evil, villainous madman that is the Green Goblin. What's going to happen? Is he going to is he going to make it? Is he going to get his powers? Is he going to be something else mystical? Like Green Goblin's not mystical. He throws pumpkin bombs, he rides a crazy glider, and he's super intelligent and he makes like, you know, uh, toxins and so on. But he is the sort of joker of the Marvel universe, if you will. One of the I think this is a great way that that they're establishing Norman Osborn as one of the major villains. The, the arch nemesis of Spider-Man. They're sort of trying to reestablish that because Norman Osborn's been kind of wherever he's been, just not a major character. And they're, they're bringing him back in a way here that seems is very worthy of their time. They're making him a important character, you can feel. They're building Norman Osborn in a unique way. And this doesn't uh, solve it all, but it does sort of give him the clear the, the the sort of clarity of his mission he's not no longer uh, from this he will no longer be on the fence as far as is this the right thing to do that's a I'm, I'm glad i didn't spoil it but i mean it's telling you a little but just enough right to go and get this get amazing spider-man it's been fantastic dan slot has a handle on this i love spider-man's hardly in this there is an appearance from him and they do have a great fight scene so you have to see that that's just totally worth it Boy, the angles and the way that Spider-Man's flipping around, it's just gorgeous stuff. It's what you want to see with Spider-Man and the Green Goblin fighting each other, but there is a twist. There is a twist. He's on this is in this temple in this with these monks. But yeah, there is some interesting symbolism and a metaphor here with the masks that they wear. But uh, you have to see it. It's it's great stuff. Easily the number one pick. Amazing Spider-Man 32 with the artist and cover winner. Go get it. See the the Green Goblin on this strange mystical quest. It's great stuff. But there you go. There you have it. That is our show. That's the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 124. Let me lock the vault door real quick. There we go. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week for new comic book day, September, September 13th. Please go to a local comic book shop. Support your local comic book shops. They need the support. And buy all of these comics immediately. Please tell them that Chris at Sunspots Comics sent you over. And if you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation, just email me directly to chris at sunspotscomics.com. If I choose your email and discuss it on a future podcast, I will send you a free comic book prize. Uh, like Nicole, thank you so much again. And your sister, which you didn't name, but it's there, I'm sure. Um, but thank you so much for, for listening. Please sign up for our newsletter. It's on sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And tune in next week for issue number 125, where I think I'll be having a special guest interview with Michael R. Martin, the creator of Blood and Dust. He should be on either 125 or 126. And it's going to be great. Him and I having a little nerd chat. I'll also be reading a list of 16 comic books for next week, which is September 20th. And there are three new number ones coming out, so I'll potentially be reading 19 comics. And I, of course, will read them all and tell you what the best of the best were so you can go and buy them. And here is a just a quick peek into some of the awesome new comic books coming out next week for podcast issue 125. So for September 20th, in no particular order, Aliens Dead Orbit number 4 is coming out. All New Guardians of the Galaxy number 10. I've been loving that. Black Hammer, issue 13, there we go. Just recent Eisner winner for best ongoing series, Black Hammer from Dark Horse Comics, written by Jeff Lemire. That's coming out next week. Can't wait to see that. Another Bloodshot Salvation, written by Jeff Lemire, is coming out. So I'm glad to see he's with Valiant, still doing the Bloodshot title. I've been loving that. Descender 24, Doctor Strange 25, Headlopper 7, and Invincible 140. That's right, part 8 of 12 of the end of all things, the series finale. Thrag is coming after Invincible. Yes, he is. So, can't wait to see it. That's just a little glimpse into what's coming out for issue 125. So, 
It's going to be a doozy. That's the word of the pod today, doozy, <laughs> for new comic books next week. So please subscribe, listen in, tell a nerd friend, check us out at Sunspots Comics. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to just give a little back and help us, go over to iTunes, give us five stars, give us a positive little review and blurb. I'll read it right here. Personally, thank you on a future podcast and send you and mail you directly a little comic book thank you prize from me. So until next week, spend some time with the ones that you love, especially if they're nerdy. Be like water, my friends. I'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Comics now.